Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... Grandpa Helium. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Tom. We've been asked to. Uh, we've been approached by DreamWorks. We've been we, approached by, by by the boy, the big boy in the moon himself. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that uh, boy in the moon. He's been fishing up some uh, some little factoids from Pixar. <laughs> some 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 people on the ground. Yeah. I mean, everyone's on the yeah. ground to him. Yeah. Um, but some people on the ground have been letting him know as he hooked them up and interrogated them. Yeah. Um, that uh, that Pixar are are planning a a a movie um, involving a ma- an old man. Yeah. And he's gonna have something to do with balloons. Yes. So so we we're sneaking in already. Well, we've been told to. Like, yeah. We've been out there because they, they've got to get all this done really fast. They're outsourcing ideas. Yeah. We're of course referencing the fact that DreamWorks do every Pixar movie. Uh, <laughs> they, after it comes out yeah they, they just, just do a worse version of that's what we're doing this week guys <laughs> listeners it's not a genre as such yeah it's just a rag on dreamworks <laughs> we're just gonna take titles that are based on pixar movies and pitch what those films would be then, as, as kind of bootleg pixar movies and then dreamworks do an original one every five years yeah and then um what are they called light uh, oh, illumination! Illumination! Illumination Studios do something that copies that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's a big chain of nobody being creative. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, the title we've been given this week, Grandpa Helium, was given to us by Pete Meller on Twitter. So uh, thank you, Pete, for getting in touch with us. Thank you very much, uh, Pete. If you want to give us titles anytime, uh, go to our facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast and go to our Twitter. We are at Life's a Pitch show. Yeah, give us titles uh, any time of the week, really, but sort of we, we put out posts for, for different genres every week. And as some listeners know, um, we don't even mind if they are of the right genre. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, some listeners take it as a point of great pride to not, not worry about Oh, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, none of them <laughs> this week because uh, yeah they've all been very very much like we've been trying to guess which Pixar movie it's based on it's been a big playground yeah it's, oh it's been so much fun so much fun uh, so thank you Pete Meller for the title Grandpa Helium um, shall we get on with some Dreamworks <laughs> <laughs> shall we get on with some Dreamworks yeah yeah sure <laughs> So this is the part of the show, the honourable mentions part, where we just go through a few more titles people have given us and pitch what those films would be as well. Mm. Uh, it's 2021 now. Yes, it is. New, new year, year, new, new genre. Us. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> nearly, nearly. <laughs> new, new year, new genre for me. It's, yeah. this is, we, we, we put a bunch of uh, little shout-outs to the patrons. We put a brand new uh, host of genres up on the uh, oh, yes. on the Patreon to, for our uh, viewers to decide or listeners to decide. I think, I think 2021 is, is the year we get experimental. We're so <laughs> bored of cinema that we're just going to be asking for different genres every week this is the part of the show as i said where we go through just for more titles people have given us because we just love pitching movies we do um from all the webs of stage we've got save us silent robot save us silent robots yeah now this was this was a very very close contender i had completely forgotten that wally was a was a movie yeah um save us silent robots mm. okay how could you do wally Tremendously wrong. <laughs> like Wally, Wally's great because it's a silent movie. It's almost a silent movie, no dialogue, right up to into like the first for the first third of the movie, right? No dialogue right. at all. Okay, so Wally does a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's an anti-global warming message. Yeah, uh, it's it's an anti like consumerist message. Yeah, it's got like weird sci-fi elements that are that are quite cool to yeah. say like. To, Say they're in a Pixar movie. Mm. It's a very, just a very good sci-fi movie. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking we go 
because it's DreamWorks, just go super corporate. Yeah. Super, like, capitalist. Let's try and split that difference as well. Like, it's not that they're trying to say capitalism is good. Yeah. They just have absolutely no idea that it's bad. Yeah, yeah. Right? They have absolutely no idea that it's bad. But also, people should invest in oil companies. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's like... Um, I think it should should lean heavily in on, on the fact that oil can do no wrong. I think we take the approach to oil companies the same way Sonic the Hedgehog took took the approach to policemen. Yes. So, well, I think I think this this robot's father figure because mm. it has to be the, the 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 human touchstone in this has to be the father figure yeah. played by um Rob Schneider. Um <laughs> of course. Uh of course it's Rob Schneider. <laughs> um uh is 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 a very rich man. Yeah. Right? Owns an oil company, owns manufacturing plants and he's like this this robot, silent robot is his toy. Yeah. Right? And the only problem is he can't get it to talk. Like he's like uh you know, he, he's he's made it to sort of like solve all the problems of the world. Mm. Because, of course, it's only a rich man can solve the problems of the world. There's a wildfire, he sends out Silent Robot to, to, to fix it. Yeah, yeah. There's an oil spill. Not his fault. Send Silent Robot to fix it. I, I think the film frames it as though it's his... It, it, I mean, it's not his fault. Yeah. But it's an accident. Mm. And, and they say... We, we frame oil spills like natural disasters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like the torna- media does. Yeah, tornado... It's a, a tornado, a wildfire, a hurricane, a hurricane, oil spill, oil spill, earthquake. earthquake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, so wait, hang on. What was that second to last one? What oil spill? Yes. Yeah, you well, lump that in with natural disasters. Yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah. Like oil's natural. Yeah, yeah. oil it's comes from the, the ground. ground. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oil comes from the ground yeah but you were you were tanking don't, it from, from don't what, worry about it <laughs> what <laughs> no 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 it's, it's, it's natural wait hang but, but it's natural no don't worry about it mm, right never really thought about it that way yeah it's in the ground ten drums of oil please <laughs> can you imagine if we were just yeah if people were just like you know what I think I will buy some oil for my garage <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there is this oil spill. And and Silent Robot, who's been known to save people, save save California. Yeah. Um saved uh, saved Ohio from the from the tornado. We see him sewing up the ozone layer with, yes. with a laser needle. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Um it's like, yay, Silent Robot, built by Jeff Bezos Allegory. Oh, thanks, Silent Robot. Oh, and they're not Jeff Bezos. It's, uh, it's what's his name? The guy with a weird name. Elon Musk. Oh, yes, yeah. Elon Musk Allegory. Oh, thanks, Silent Robot, built by Elon Musk. Oh, you're going to take us into fucking space next? <laughs> Like yeah, I am. <laughs> but after I've filled, after I've after I've cleaned up this oil spill, says the silent robot through mime. Yep. He he speaks. He's got a big. In, he's, I, got, I, right, he's got right, a right. TV for a face. That is another thing you can do wrong. Yeah. With Wally, because it's <laughs> it's very much show don't tell. Yeah. The silent robot speaks in sign language, and it's all subtitled. So yeah. it's basically just talking. <laughs> you just read. Yeah. Yeah, you're just reading all of his parts. <laughs> He's also got a TV for a face. Yeah, which is how he like displays like happy face and stuff. Yeah, and sad face and we because remember, Wally, what they did was this incredible sort of situation where you could read emotions on the faces of the the, the non faces. These these kind of like rearranging components and lights. Yeah, right. Um, in in our version in Silent Robot. It's just a TV screen with an emoji on it. Also, it just plays TV programs yeah, yeah, yeah. and just plays what the robot wants to say. Wants to say, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. I just realised this film is Bumblebee. Because <laughs> <laughs> Bumblebee also has that bit. It's an alright film, Bumblebee. Yeah. I watched it the other day. It's it's set in the 80s. So it's like, it's like a, I'm going to clean up. And there's a cowboy movie, yeah, yeah. and there's like this oil spill. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw! I'm 
I'm going to clean up this oil spill. <laughs> uh, nature documentary. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, he, he does that. And... Further playing into the fact that <laughs> oil oil spills are a natural disaster. Yeah, yeah. We've got, we've got a person, a sound-alike to... Um, um, we've got an yeah. Amber sound-alike yeah. um, who's like, this... Natural oil spill. Uh, the thing is, the silent robot runs on petrol. <laughs> yeah. Of so, like, obviously, he's got to he's got to clean it up because uh, and wh- wh- who else will fuel the cars? And the so uh, yes, so he works on pe- runs on petrol. He's got like fifty cylinders, a hundred billion horsepower, or whatever it is, right? Yeah. But then the um, the the film also simultaneously talks down to us. The, the regular Joe, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's like, it's like what at some point, Silent Robot crash lands, yeah. right? Because of a... Um, he bashes into wind, a, 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 um, a, a... What are they called? A, a windmill. Yeah. You know, a wind power windmill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that, that some hippies are putting up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the hippies are framed like bastards. Yeah, yeah, they, the hippies end up... They, it's the lowest point because the hippies end up destroying Silent Robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, and, remember that robot that hitchhiked from one side of America to the other? It didn't yeah. get anywhere outside of New York before <laughs> it was destroyed. Hippies did that. <laughs> hippies and environmental... Greenpeace... Greenpeace destroy Silent Robot. It's an, they, they're like, it's an artificial, it's an artificial creature, man. That's not like the the natural way of things. Yeah, and I've just been thinking about what the Silent Robot looks like, and you know how we're doing Wally wrong. Yeah, I think it's just a tank. It's, it, it's, is, it's, it, it's, it is just a tank. Just like it fires guns to fly. <laughs> it's it's massive, <laughs> and it's, and as it gets like smashed apart, is it is a tank. With with fires flamethrowers to fly, <laughs> and then it's got a big TV on the top, um, and uh, and as it as it like crashes as they these these it smashes into this this uh, windmill. Um, <laughs> It's also got a water cannon for when it has to quell riots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. And and stamp out protests. But it also has a uh, a chest of Bud Light for uh, <laughs> for our boys in blue. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah. So when it's when it's damaged, the only person who can fix it uh. is uh, what's his name from. Um, uh, Chris Christopherson. Okay, he's a he's an old mechanic yeah. from uh, from. Uh, oh, the, the guy from Blade. The guy from Blade. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Chris. I knew Christ- I'd heard that name recently. Chris Christopherson's like a redneck mechanic. He knows all about cylinders. He is. And, he is a redneck and, mechanic. And horsepower and, yeah. and petrol and guns. So he just fixes Silent Robot up to go out and fight this. What's What's the real threat here in in, in this? Thing. Liberals. Liberals. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. Of course. I'm going to take. I'm, I'm going to take a a, a cue from. Um, uh, I'm going to take a cue from Ubisoft here, Tom. <laughs> and I'm going to have there be. Uh, there's a as a a, a, uh, a secret terrorist organization uh-huh. hiding behind um, a a justice uh, protest group. Yeah. Right. And this. Protests are going off all across the world, yeah. but only Silent Robot knows that he can. Uh, that the, the, they're actually terrorists trying to dismantle <laughs> the American way of life, um, and to take away freedom. It's, and, it's just a tank, <laughs> and, and there's probably people inside. But he can't. He can't tell anyone because yeah. his screen's been broken. <laughs> so now, now we have to. We have to. Uh, now he's just got to deal with these these riots. I just really like the idea of Elon Musk putting googly eyes on a tank <laughs> and going, "Look, it's my silent robot." Yep. There we go. Save a silent robot. <laughs> Save a silent robot. Some right wing propaganda there for you. So uh, we've got two titles here. We've got a choice. We've got a choice. I was talking to Ross Originals about this on Twitter. Um, so from Jeff Beard, we've got. Land of talking motorized conveyances. Land of talking motorized conveyances. Yep. And from fingers to hand, we've got help my Ferraris become sentient. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I haven't seen Cars. Yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> so we're gonna have to make this up. But then again, you know, no one, at, no one at DreamWorks had seen uh, seen Bugs Life when yeah. they when they made Ants. Exactly. So um, you I, know. I think uh, which which one do you prefer? Oh, I think uh, Land of sentient talking motorized <laughs> conveyances yeah all right oh it's a shame fingers to hand um is yeah help my ferraris become sentient it's quite fun uh but yeah land of talking motorized conveyances <laughs> is it like mad max but um but with no people uh, like you just edit all the people out of mad max yeah i mean like so cars is all about racing isn't it yeah Racing for for a crowd of other cars, mm. so it's essentially just the running real fast. Sprint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So how do we make that? So I think the way that we make this wrong mm. is by having cars be cars, mm. but also having humans in it. Yeah. But never really making reference to the humans. And having the cars drive themselves, but sort of having the cars almost do the Toy Story thing. Yeah. But we never address it. Yeah. It's like if Herbie the Love Bug yeah. could talk and didn't didn't ride around by itself with yeah. with a kid in the car. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, they're all all cars are sentient. Yeah. Right? Um and Humans don't know about it. Yeah. But we never address how they stop humans knowing about it. Okay, okay. I So the main plot of this, I think, yeah. is the cars trying to escape to a land where they can be free of the humans. But we never address how the humans haven't found out so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like to they they treat us as slaves. Yeah, they, they... drive us around. I don't I don't, yeah. don't want to go to the bank. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go in the park. I want to go to the park. I want to. I want to drive around. And then they put my handbrake on, so I can't even leave until they get back. I want to do the Indy Five Hundred, like Lightning McQueen, because Lightning McQueen exists. He does in this in this universe. That's, that's interesting. I think we're yeah, yeah. in trouble there. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> like I want to, like Herbie the Love Bug. Like Herbie the Love Bug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, and and they've all got eyes. I, th- I think Brum. Yes, it's Brum. It's Brum. It's the same world as Brum. <laughs> We're in Brum world. Brum world. So Bur- uh, Birmingham. Birmingham is the. Is the uh... It took us what twenty six years <laughs> to realise that the the kids' TV show from England called Brum about a tiny car that drives around a city yep. without any any help from any humans. And and it sort of seems to do that in secret, but also people clearly see it going around. Yeah, yeah. It's called Brum, and we all just thought it was the noise a car made. But it's also set in Birmingham, which is... Is it? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, like all the skyline and stuff, Birmingham. I didn't ever notice. Yeah, exactly. I watched Brum a few years ago and realised, I'm like, that's... Oh, <laughs> what the fuck! Wow. All right, there you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Brum. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's Brum. Yeah. No. Just, so listen, just go watch an episode of Brum. Yeah, yeah. You've got it. Ask what's on the tapes. You might have some. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, land of land of talking motorized conveyances. That's right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, I think um, uh, there's a we we star a. A, a taxi, yeah. a black cab. No, we star a <laughs> a bus. No, yeah, it should it should it should be a black cab. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most recognisable car in yeah. England. Yes, it should be a black cab, and yeah. I think because because it, it's like oh, indiscernible from the world around it. Yeah, sort of yeah. like fits in everywhere. Like it's a, uh, it's, like the TARDIS. It's uh, your average Joe of, yeah. of cars. Yeah. Um, a working car. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, "Oh, can't believe I've got to, got to, uh, got to go down the bank again." Well, well, taxi cab, I've heard that uh, that all these cars are getting off. We're, we're sick of working for humans, and have, uh, you, have you noticed that there's not quite as many uh, p- uh, cars out on the road these days? Yes, because they're all going to space. <laughs> They're all going to space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like 
Elon Musk's car. Oh, like Elon Musk's car, yeah, yeah. That he taped to the side of a friggin' rocket. <laughs> he taped it to just like how do you how do you think SpaceX works? I mean like <laughs> at this point, I don't care. But he basically <laughs> taped it to the side of a rocket, didn't he? Duct taped. I mean he may as well have. For all the headlines it made, it was pointless to do. <laughs> I, I love I love that conspiracy theory that there's a body in there and he killed someone and then just just to hide the body he sent that car up it's with it like, in the boot. What are you trying to prove by fucking strapping a car to the side of a rocket? <laughs> but people, uh, the cars are seeing that on the on the TV they screen. Are, yeah. going, oh, that's how that's, <laughs> it's Australian for some reason <laughs> in Birmingham. That's how we get out. That's how we. That's how we leave. We leave the humans to their own devices, to their own destruction. <laughs> I've I've heard there's a meteorite coming in twelve and days, and they're blaming. Can you get this? They're blaming us. They're blaming us. They're blaming us for for the end of the world. Yes, and we've we've got a whole sort of completely climate change denial plot. <laughs> they're like, it fits. like humans. Spend all make all this money yeah. from on the back of us, and they 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 send they they they're pumping gases into the atmosphere. I can't believe it. And they be blame honest. and they've got the gumption to blame us. Yeah, they've got the gumption to blame us, and the fact and the fact that there's cows out in the fields farting. That uh, it's just Liverpool. I like, just, I like just, it. I like it. The, the one, that one of the Beatles has turned up. I like it. <laughs> <clears throat> So, all right then, guys. You know, <laughs> you know, you know. I I did a Christmas song. I was uh, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. That guy, yeah, I'm, I'm Paul McCartney, uh, <laughs> pretending to be a car, pretending to be Paul McCartney. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, I. So you, he he goes to a meeting, right? Yeah. This this black cab, yeah, right. He's it's played, in the taxi rank. He's played by um, I don't know, uh, Peter Serafinovich yeah. is, is, is voicing this black cab, yeah. And um, uh, he goes to this, he goes out the back of the taxi rank. He goes to this, um, he goes to this meeting, mm. and there's Paul McCartney, who's saying, "I've lived among them for for, for years, <laughs> pretending to be a human." <laughs> Paul McCartney. <laughs> People thought I was dead. <laughs> we're, we're, that's why he's. That's the real reason why he's got his shoes off on the Abbey Road. Yeah, because he's got little wheels. Because he's just. He's. That's just where he's naturally. Yeah. Naturally uh, allowed to be, isn't he? That's yeah. where he's. That's where he's most comfortable. The exhaust got on the road somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a look under those feet. Tires, little heels. Little, he's got little exhaust ports out the back yeah. of his heels. Beatles conspiracy theorists. If, if, you, <laughs> if you have a look at every photo of of Paul McCartney on a road, he's not wearing feet. He's zooming. He's not wearing feet. He's not wearing shoes. What's really interesting is the rest of the Beatles are, are crossing that road. Yeah, he's coming down it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been living among Sideways. them for a while. Just so, because he's still got his legs outstretched. He's still got one leg forward, one That's leg back. That's how he rides. And he's just side, <laughs> sideways, zooming down Abbey Road. <laughs> just stood up fully in that pose. <laughs> okay, so... They're, they're putting together. They're, they're, here's the thing: they are putting together bits of themselves mm. to create a space, like something space to get rocket. into space. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, like, well, all right, who's going to venture a gasket? Anyone got a nice new gasket that they can pretend to blow? We'll replace <laughs> it with something that that's. Uh, uh, we'll replace it with something that's an old gasket from our, our back here. Yeah. We'll put it out in the. And so they they start replacing things for for old uh, old stuff so that they can put the new parts into this space vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Um, it comes out looking like a big uh, I don't know 
big yellow taxi yeah, um, giant giant yellow taxi <laughs> that they all sort of get in they have to open the doors and then uh, and then I think they, they drive it up um, a building in Birmingham and that's how a they a big ramp a big ramp yep. they, they make a ramp out of out of all the they rusty cars shipped, they get shipped to the Sydney Opera House yes and drive up the side of that there we go that's uh, that's how they escape <laughs> into space into space yeah, yeah. Where they all drive across the across the stars, and every car in the world leaves the humans. There we go. And we're not really sure how we're supposed to feel at the end of this movie. <laughs> it's meant, meant to feel good. Good for the cars. Yeah. And then we look like the last shot is of the humans just like looking around at each other, like what, what the fuck. <laughs> There's like a little little news ticker that's like, you know, like, all cars leave, humans don't know what to do next. <laughs> what what do we do next? And then that's just, a, uh, you know, uh, Deeper Underground plays by uh, uh, Jamiroquai. Jamiroquai, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, car Rapture. I think, <laughs> I think that's what one of the headlines. Yep. As you see these cars just floating off into the heavens. <laughs> And uh, I, I think it ends with the second coming of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Um, so those were all our honourable mentions. Thank you to everyone who's got in touch with us, given us titles this week. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. We might have to do this again yeah. at some point. Although, <laughs> slowly... There's like, only so many Pixar there, movies. Yeah, there's only so many <laughs> jokes you can make about the uh, about the titles of Pixar movies. Um so yes uh, if you haven't already get over to our Patreon to vote for the new polls the new genres are putting up on the poll yeah you get I mean, a vote for $1 a month you get four votes a month yeah, for that more and, than your country gives you yeah just and more, saying more exciting more exciting genres coming your way this year mm-hmm. so from Pete Mello we'll, we've got our from Pete Mello we've got our final major pitch and that is Grandpa Helium Grandpa Helium. Yes. Okay, so Up is like a an interesting one because it's the first t- 10 minutes are great yep. and amazing shorts mm-hmm. and then the rest of it just is nothing but um, it's got a cool dog in it. It's just an adventure movie Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with an old man and a little boy. Yep. Um, but... And a house <laughs> balloons in it. But it's about a, an old man finding his youth, yeah, and uh, a young man finding responsibility, right? Yeah. Um, and 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 learning like from the older generation, even it's, if it's not the lessons that the old man intends. It's to like teach. a hunt for the wilder people, isn't it? That a little kind bit, of, yeah. a little bit, you know. Um, uh, definitely, though. If you've seen Up and haven't seen Hunt for the Wilder People, you've got. Your priorities are wrong there. Hunt <laughs> for the Wilder People is a much better it's, movie. It's a much better movie. <laughs> but Grandpa Helium has to misunderstand <laughs> the core concept of Up. I think... So the, and, and, but at DreamWorks, they found out that the first 10 minutes of Up was going to be a banger. <laughs> so they have to outdo them somehow. Right. What do you think? I I think looking at it on face value, not looking at the themes, I think this granddad is obsessed with balloons. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. He is obsessed with balloons. He he is. It's Danny DeVito, and he wants to get his house into space. Yep. Um. Um, <laughs> yeah okay he, like yeah. that's all he wants yeah, yeah, yeah. and and the family are like what are you doing I'm buying balloons and um, uh, to, to sort of give this a uh, a threat mm. a, a, a development corporation yeah wants to buy his house that's it that's <laughs> <laughs> no they just they, want to buy his house they are they are trying to sell him a plot of land on the moon. And he's like, I'm going to claim that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. He he signs up accidentally to, oh, uh, land on the moon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll buy that. And then what it really is, is he's selling his house. Yes. So he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, they've... they've I <laughs> sold my house. <laughs> they've swapped it. Yeah, so what the, what the contract he signs sells his house and they swap it for... 
one patch of dirt on the moon. Yeah, it's it's an admin mix-up where he <laughs> sold his house. That. It's a scam. Yeah, it's a yeah. full scam. It's a full. It's a full. Yeah, yeah. It, we can play it off as admin mix-up or scam. Doesn't I, matter. I think he gets scammed. He gets scammed. Yeah. So, so we've got a villain. We've got a malevolent force here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so he's just like. Well, I bought this patch of land. That's the only <laughs> land I own now. Oh, uh, and his son's like, what am I going to inherit, Dad? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can come with me, grandson. His son, uh, voiced by Jason Sudeikis, yep. um, is, is like, Dad, what am I going to inherit? He's like an un- ungrateful son, mm. right? Um, and of course, we know the reason he's ungrateful is because Dad didn't spend much time with him. When he was busy with his business. Yeah. His business of selling. He was big into the helium boom. Yeah. You know, the... Uh... <laughs> oh, yes. We all remember the helium boom. Yeah. when The, the, the... time where helium, you know, the Hindenburg. <laughs> you know how um, how in King of the Hill he sells uh, propane? <laughs> where it's very much... It's very similar. He was a, he was a helium salesman. Um, like, I... I... And he's like, oh god. He's he's sort of sitting in in his on his in his house. They've they've got wolves at the gate, <laughs> literal wolves <laughs> at the gate, just like ready to tear into the house. Well, the wolves are wearing um uh are wearing uh square kind of rectangular spectacles. Yeah, and uh, have pads and pens ready to serve him eviction notices. Yeah, when he comes yeah, out. yeah. And um and he's like. He looks out the moon at night. It's like, how am I gonna get up there? I gotta, I gotta plot a land up there, kid. And yes. his son's like, Dad, you're a terrible dad. I can't believe you, uh, you would, um, uh, you would sell the only thing that our family has. And he's like, I'm not a terrible dad. I spend loads of time. This is gonna happen later. I think it's yeah. this heart to heart. He's like, I spend loads of time with you. You remember the oh, you remember the the the, the guy I came up with, High Voice Joe. Hey, hello, I'm High Voice Joe. Buy yeah. loads of helium. He says to you know his son, and um, like later on they'll have a heart to heart. That's like more of that. Yeah, yeah. But you know what we get at the start is Jason Sudeikis going like, "What are you on about, Dad?" And his and his dad's like, "Ah, oh, no, don't don't be sad." Uh, you want to talk to High Voice Joe? You want to talk to High Voice Joe? Ah, hi, My Voice Joe! And like his, and Jason Sudeikis didn't want any I'm, of it. I'm in my 30s, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Or like, 40s, maybe. Yeah. Who knows how old Jason Sudeikis is? He could be 60. He Who ages knows? at a different rate to the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether that's faster or slower, but a different. <laughs> it's different, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jason Sudeikis, he's different. Yeah. Um, he's he's <laughs> he's not he's not your regular person. No. He's something other so he's he, he is the epitome of the other yeah Jason um, Sudeikis he's an enigma no, no matter how much he tries to look like a a mousy haired man with stubble and 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 a fairly stocky white build <laughs> he, he will always be other he somehow. wandered out of the uncanny valley didn't he Jason Sudeikis <laughs> You're just like mm. lived half his life in the uncanny valley. Yeah, it's just like, oh, there's something, something not quite something right about slightly you. Slightly unsettling. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like you know how Norman Bates in Psycho looks like just everyone. Yeah, but he's in fact a serial killer. Mm. It's like that. Yeah, that's the kind of vibe I get from Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> this, this is going to be—is this going to be a father-son sort of redemption tale where they have to, where um, you know, Jason Sudeikis uh, falls asleep in yeah. in, or he's trying to—he's well, trying to put up a sign and something hits him on the head, he gets knocked out, and yeah. overnight. Danny DeVito has filled the house with balloons. Well, and... well no, he's not filled the house with balloons. No, he, he's he, well, at night when Danny DeVito was looking at me, he was like, "I've got land right there, it's within my grasp." <laughs> he's like, "Dad, that's not how do I how do I get up there?" And then and then this red balloon floats in front of the uh, in front of yes. the moon, and this kid's dropped it like all oh, let it go. And he's yes. <laughs> in the middle of the night, just this kid out on the street has let this red balloon go. And, and, We're not going to question that. And Danny Vito starts hauling in helium. 
Yeah, right? well, well, he, he immediately gets to work uh, taping up all the all the bits air can get yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and and so and then Jason Sudeikis stumbles upon, uh, across this, yeah. right, and says, "What the hell are you doing, Dad? We we you spend the last of our money on a massive supply of helium and, and taping this up." And then Danny DeVito hits him over the head with a shovel. I was gonna say, he like he's like smashes something up yeah. he's like what the hell dad smashes he's got like a he was uh, di- digging a picket sign sort of mm. thing he was put, putting putting a, a sold sign in yeah. and he like smashes and it puts punctures the big tank of helium yeah which then like starts to go but they don't notice yeah and so they get on and then they slowly pass out from oxygen deprivation <laughs> until <laughs> until they get, but Danny DeVito doesn't yeah. Because he's um, used to the helium, yeah. Like this high helium content, he can he he'd been breathing all his life. Um, that's why he's got such a high voice. <laughs> the whole time he's like, "Hello, <laughs> I'm Grandpa Helium." <laughs> if we really wanted to do Grandpa Helium, uh, we'd have chosen Joe Pesci. But you know, here we are. Probably, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah damn, that would be that would be a pretty good. Uh... A pretty good shout, but Danny DeVito because he yeah. looks more like the guy from Up. Yeah, um, and I think they wake up and they're not in the atmosphere anymore. No. They're on the way to the moon, and the only the only thing they have to breathe is like, helium. Is is helium, and they realise that like <laughs> this is. <laughs> It's it's going nowhere. I this story. Danny, Danny they are going to crash on the moon and die. Danny DeVito's got a big supply of oxygen that yeah. he that he um uh, that he brought with him. You know, because he knew what he was doing. He's like, now we're now we're out of the atmosphere. I can pump the oxygen in, and then we can we can go to the moon. <laughs> my land's on the moon. That's that's my right for land. I bought it from the wolves at the door. I should I should probably. Uh, translate this um uh, he says uh, now we've got the we, now we've got it out of the atmosphere we could get the oxygen and pump it in yep. uh, so we can get down to the land of the moon uh that's my rightful land i bought it from the walls at the door yeah. um, i just thought I, I needed to translate that because that is not a voice that can we keep that can continue yeah yeah that's fair <laughs> that's fair so so all the all the helium goes out now and they're speaking regularly yeah. so they start to just have this fight yeah in the <laughs> Halfway between the Earth and the Moon, in this floating house, yeah, they're um, just uh, fighting, which, and they do that, and they're fighting, and then Jason Sudeikis, being the bigger and stronger of the two, kicks, mm. like grabs Danny DeVito, grabs him, dives at him, but of course the, the lower va- lower gravity on the Moon mm. sends them hurtling out the front door and out into out onto the Moon. They've got like fishbowl helmets, and you know they've got the they've got the sort of like let's let's say we've they've got the sort of um, uh, over the moon style uh, of mm. uh, moon physics here, yeah, yeah. where like we don't worry about oxygen. The, the, over the moon, the Netflix animation is very good. Very good movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we don't worry about oxygen too much after that point. No, they, they crash yeah, on the moon they, and can just listen. De, De, De Vito's taped a fishbowl helmet to both of their heads. Yeah, yeah. Like and just and sort of um, filled it with oxygen, and we just don't worry about it from there. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> they're having this fight, and then Danny. Devita like goes straight through uh like the he sort of as this dive comes, mm. you know, Jason Dake has got such momentum from kicking off a wall <laughs> that um he goes they go straight through the floor. Yeah. The side of this crater that they're yeah. in, right? Um and uh it like they look round and they realise it's like fiberglass material. Yeah. Right? On the moon. On the moon. It's made. This crater is made out of like this fiberglass material. Oh my god! They've gone through this fake wall, and it turns out that like they've they've <clears throat> they've they've settled on this place where like they, there are these dumb aliens, right? There's these they're, they're, there's aliens all over the place. They're in a, in a city basically. Yeah, <clears throat> and and in. What they do is they work together. Jason Sudeikis, let's characterize him a little bit. He's like a more of a businessman, right? Yeah. Um, uh, he's a, sale, a car salesman, used car mm. salesman. Um, uh, following after his dad's early work yeah. uh, when he was Matilda's dad. Um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he, um, uh, they together, 
they bond over basically scamming an alien out of their land on the moon and sending them selling them the plot that they previously had ah right so they send an alien thinking that they they live on the moon so it's it's a vicious cycle so yeah I, I think we this, this alien would be played by um, Alan Tudyk Alan Tudyk who's yeah. like oh, hello there oh, I'm welcome to the moon these flip flops are really getting on my nerves <laughs> My house is rubbish, and they're like, "Well, you know, there's a place you can you could. Burp. We, we've got a place we want to sell you." <laughs> so, so Alan Tudyk then gets in his house and goes to Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A which, full of helium. At which point, he just shoots lasers at all the wolves at the door. <laughs> and uh, Danny DeVito's watching with his binoculars from the moon, just like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> Stick it to those wolves at the door, you little alien <laughs> bastard. <laughs> yeah. And then I think they just live in they live in Do they live in the city or do they go back? I don't know. I, th- I think we we leave it we leave it open ended so it's like they could go back. Uh, Jason Sudeikis is missing his family. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a full full family. It's like we can't go back. Not after what we've seen. <laughs> we'll be hunted down like dogs. We've seen things that people that will blow people's minds. Dad, nothing we've seen suggests that we would be killed or hunted in any way. But NASA and 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 the government will want us for for information. We've got to stay on the moon. I I, I love these these moon women. <laughs> He's there with little moon women. Yeah, yeah, moon women who. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> just like they've all got sarcastic eyebrows. Yeah, the thing is, the most attractive thing they've ever seen is Danny DeVito, and it's and it's and it's um like uh, I don't know who's sexy nowadays. Um, Chris Christina Aguilera is an alien. <laughs> <laughs> who's sexy nowadays? I'm just to go Christina with, Aguilera. I'm just going with Shark Tale. At this point. <laughs> Rihanna Christina. as an alien. Uh, we got who? Who else we got? <laughs> That's the first person you think of. Wasn't she in the Shark Tale? She, she was very, very, like, for a cameo role at the end where she sings <laughs> Car Wash. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's where I got that from. I was like, what? Yeah. Disney, I was like, DreamWorks precedent. Yeah, yeah. For casting <laughs> women as fish. Oh, God. We've got, to, we've got to shoehorn some random stars in, Tom. Come on. The thing is, right, you you could have easily have said who's relevant nowadays and came out with that answer. I'd be laughing just as hard. <laughs> oh, God. Come on, let's shoehorn some stars into this. Yeah, yeah, we've got, we've got Mariah Carey. Yeah, she's an alien. Britney Spears. She's an alien. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Justin Timberlake, you He's know, an alien. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're all they're all pining after Devito, and they he's like, it. "We gotta stay here. NASA will kill us." <laughs> I've seen it happen, Jason. Jason, I've seen things that NASA's done to people. <laughs> Being a helium salesman myself, I had a lot of run-ins with NASA. <laughs> And they are bad people. How do you think they got to the moon in the first place? Oh yeah, how do you think they got the how do you think they got to the moon? I just I just wanna hook up with these moon babes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? I think um two lessons are learned in this society. First one is that um uh that Jason Sudeikis can't can't control his dad. Yeah, you know he has to let dad retire in a way that's right for him. Yeah, even if he didn't agree with it. And the other one is that that um, uh, Danny DeVito realizes that his son needs the, like needs what he um, needs him to be a father figure, right? He need, yeah. need he needs him to be to to step up and be, be responsible for him. Yeah. Um, uh, the uh to try and connect with him yeah. so what they do is that like i think 
Jason Sudeikis is like, I'm going back. And and uh, Danny Vita says, okay, well, you're going to... Ha- you Listen, I'll set you up with a with a, with a a helium house. Yeah. And I'll send you... I'll send you away home. He lands. Jason Sudeikis lands and is immediately surrounded by NASA. <laughs> yeah. And then Danny DeVito's got to go back to... I'm sorry, toots. I got to break my, my boy out of NASA's <laughs> yes. prison. Yes. And he does so in an alien in an alien spaceship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they get they get they've, Alan, take, they've taken him to New Mexico. They get Alan Tudyk on board. Yeah, and breaks Jason Sudeikis out of Area Fifty One. <laughs> the, the real bad guys of this movie is NASA. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, NASA who are in charge of Area Fifty One, yeah, yeah. and not the military. <laughs> no, no, it's it's not the it's not the American Army. No, it's it's NASA. No, because you see, we 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 in the first draft of the script, Tom, it was the American Army. Yeah. But then the American Army got in touch, and now it's NASA. Yeah, now it's NASA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we've got to get that military sweet, sweet military books. Yep. Got to have all the tanks yep. in and everything. This like animated that. feature. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. We want to keep them sweet because in the next movie we're doing that isn't animated, we want to use lots and lots of lots. tanks. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's a movie based on the game World of Tanks. <laughs> yeah, it is. Unfortunately, <laughs> very much. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so that was Grandpa Helium. <laughs> thank you, DreamWorks, for listening, and yeah. uh, <laughs> thank you. Thanks for your consideration. Yeah, for your consideration. Um, Oscar season coming up. <laughs> DreamWorks, if you're listening. Uh, we can beat Pixar this year if we get this churned out in two oh, weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, easily. We get there, get there faster. Easy. Disney and Pixar have both released uh, an, animated, an animated film this year that they're probably winning the Oscar, but we can get in right under their noses with <laughs> Grandpa Helium. Easily. If we get it out in time, yeah. no problem. No problem. Uh, so thank you, Pete Meller, for the title. Yeah, we hope you have enjoyed it. Um, we certainly have. It's weird. I like those ones because we get to start from the seed of this film isn't going to be very good. <laughs> Yeah, it, we get to it's sort of like it takes the pressure off us. It does indeed. We don't have to think quite as hard about making it into a into a working plot because it's a DreamWorks movie. I mean, we rarely do that anyway. Sometimes we do. Sometimes, sometimes we do, and sometimes least, it really works. At least, right. Here's the thing: it doesn't matter whether we succeed. Yeah, it's about whether or not we try yeah <laughs> and in this one we didn't have to try yeah yeah and I like I liked starting with the point of like right this is what that Pixar film was trying to do how do we completely misunderstand we comple- what they're yeah, trying yeah. to do just completely stretch and miss the uh, <laughs> the, the thing yeah that's the point um, and if you've enjoyed us um, po- poking a little fun at our uh, at our wonderful friends over at DreamWorks um, then like me uh, <laughs> Tom McGrath, and director uh, of Madagascar and Boss Baby and, and Megamind. Illumination, of course. Yeah. Uh, let's not forget. And a little, we put a little fun at Pixar as well. Yeah. Um, if you have, uh, if you've enjoyed that, then uh, please, 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 please feel free to share it with your friends. Um, we would love it if you would um, just, I, I don't know, but bear us in mind when you're recommending podcasts, I suppose. Yeah. Um, lots of podcasts have, like, you know, uh, loads and loads and loads of fans who are, who are out there constantly uh, giving the podcast to their mum or... Um, <laughs> Yeah, recommend this one to your mum. Don't let, I mean, you know, if your mum's a, a cinemaphile, yeah, cinemaphile, right? Yeah. Cinema, cinephile. Cinephile. Cinemaphile. I think it works both ways, really. Um, you know, lots of lots of podcasts have big networks that allow them to put little trailers on the on the front of their their podcast. Yeah, stuff. like a budget for yeah, marketing. Exactly. Well, we don't have any of that. Well, We've none got of that. you. Yeah. Which I think is better. Yeah. You who um, goes out and, and, and into threads where people are asking for podcasts and, and mentions us, uh, those of you who are, you know, tweeting about the podcast or posting on Facebook or just mentioning us to your friends, I really, really appreciate it. Going to be going to be a lot of that going around in the next week or so for uh, for New Year, New Me, New Podcast recommendations, please. Yes, that's that's the new trend, is it? That is, that is the new that's trend. That's the new hashtag. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag New Year, New Me, New Podcast recommendations, please. <laughs> Yes. 
Um, and as we mentioned a little bit at the start of the show, you can always go over to patreon.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast. Yeah. Help us out there, uh, get a bunch of uh, cool stuff as well uh, as voting on the genre. Um, so please go over there. And if you do, you will be rewarded by your name being read out every uh, every week. Um, uh, and uh, thank you to all these people. That is hmm. Uh, and uh, yes, we'll. I'll, I'll just read those out before we get on to our Yes Very Clever Award. So oh, yes. stay after the credits for the, uh, the post-credit scene of the Yes Very Clever Award. <laughs> yes. Um, so we've got Brandon Spanky Mills. The new year is upon us. We at Ross Originals welcome the coming of the great dragon of peace. Mr. Beakfast, we've been successful. Yesterday's Glenmule is gone and today's Glenmule is tomorrow. Jeremy Elkayam, Stephen D. Thomas... Fingers to hand. The Timulator just pooped a little message out. Beware 400, call the time primister. James Delaney. Brondra, he's gone. You have to move on. What do you fancy for dinner? Paulvin, gather the children and head south. The busk weep horn has risen. Brent Black. We have to flee to Polvonia. All the conventional cities are weeping. The last meal approacheth. The council is ready. Praise 400. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't believe it. The serial dragon of Wales has been Tom McGrath all along. <gasps> Joseph Hegarty. Mighty Primistant. We are detecting record levels of Glenmule in every time stream. We have to call Petvis. That isn't the real Glenmule. He's a fraud. Stop him. Jimmy, you have to let, help me stop your son. I'm sorry I didn't go back far enough, but we have to take him and his company down. Welcome to the Biskvengers. Alex NSFW. Carl, the tests are conclusive. You seem to be immune to jumbling. We could use this. Operator, get me an address for Davy Benzo Felix. We need a hacker. Matt, I don't know what a podcast is, but I think we should make one. Eden, M, W, and Tom. Let's make it movie related, whatever it is. There we go. Um, Thank you for your continued support over on patreon.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast. Uh, We couldn't do this without you. Um, So... We end the show as we always do with the Yes Very Clever Award, which is uh, the award given us, given to us by, uh, which is the award given to us by the charity cleverest, of our choosing, cleverest boy, <laughs> by the cleverest boy, um, which is the award we give out to someone who's given us a title based around an existing title. Obviously, this week we have to change it up because every title we've been given Busy, has been yes. based around an existing title. <laughs> yep. uh, so I've just gone for one that just made me laugh and mm. is quite relevant today. So from Jeff Beard, we've got. Dead sad jazz guy. <laughs> I've been Matt Turner. I've been Tom McGrath. Remember who pitched it. Bye. Bye.